0: This is Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie A edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and freelance Italian football journalist Daniele Fisichella. Just indulge us oh. for a second. We know we talk about Serie A, but we've got to mention the Champions League. Daniele, at the start of the season, any Serie A side winning the UEFA Champions League was around about plus 1,600. We didn't really have too much hope. Then I hope from an Italian point of view is pretty much on Napoli. However... It's going to be Inter and Milan in a derby. So one will make it through to the final. They're not going to be favourites at the moment. Inter plus 650, Milan plus 800. But even so, this is a good achievement from an Italian football point of view because it's not been the most straightforward of campaigns, certainly off the pitch, at least, Daniele.
1: Is a great achievement because Italy will have a finalist for the first time since uh, 2017 and probably uh, none of these two semi-finalists were uh, tiptoe at the beginning of the of the season because we all thought the strongest Italian side, at least in Italy, was going to be Juventus. So then Juventus crashed out. We saw how good Napoli were and Napoli got unstuck against uh, AC Milan. Of course, uh, Milan, the champions of Italy and Inter, who won the Scudetto two years ago, but no one thought they could reach uh, the last four. And now, obviously, is another derby after the one of 2002-2003 and, of course, the one of 2005-2006. Uh, so it's the first time uh, for Inter and Milan in the Champions League. Previous two times, Milan uh, went through both times and they reached uh, the final. Obviously, Inter hopes for another outcome. But, you know, uh, from one side there is uh, the glory, the new ownership of Manchester City, you know, all the fuss. And from the other side, there is a little bit of romance and the city of Milano uh, re-establish itself as uh, the city of football. I, I've sort of changed my mind a little
0: bit in terms of who I think might win this one. I know that for a long time this season, and you're probably going to stick with this, we think that Inter have got the better squad and, and probably... Uh, you know, are a better team than, than than Milan. But I just think the way that Milan play, they've got a bit of a puncher's chance. They play counter-attacking football that might suit against the likes of a Manchester City or Real Madrid. They've got a keeper who can save penalties. And you never know if it comes down to a shootout. That could be key. Which way would you go at the moment if you had to have one in the final?
1: Milan can to this game at the moment if they play tomorrow in better form because you're right they got uh, a great keeper Magnano's back and they also rediscovered the swagger going back to the four-three-three formation that allowed them to win the title last season one point ahead of Inter and as a collective in terms of team spirit I think Milan are the best side in Italy but on the other hand Inter have got a deep squad they have got uh, the experience and they seem to be fired up this. Season. Season in big nights and of course nothing is bigger than a Champions League derby uh, semi-final and you know if you look at the record this season within the league and the Super Cup Inter have got the upper hand they lost 3-2 in the first leg in Serie A then they won 3-0 the Super Cup and they were dominant they won 1-0 in the league when Milan was going through a rough patch so I think it's going to be very, very close. Inter fans, of course, are going to be joyful that this time away goal rules doesn't count.
0: <laughs> it's going to be fascinating. Um, Bet Rivers have priced up the semi finals already. So check out the prices. And obviously, when it comes to the futures market, the Champions League has been reset as well. Okay, back to domestic duty. Match day 31 coming up in Serie A. Daniele has got four picks for us. All the games streamed live over the course of this weekend. So you can watch every single fixture or just dip in and out whenever you fancy, whenever you've got a financial interest on the game. We're going to kick off uh, on uh, Saturday. Um, This is uh, 3pm local, 9pm Eastern. It's Salonitana against Sassuolo. Interesting one there. Salonitana plus 210. Sassuolo plus plus two. Sixty-five. The draw is extremely short here. If I've got this right, I mean, well, I've got that wrong actually. I better check that while I check those prices <laughs> and Yelly's gonna talk about uh, the match. Um the stat that betters are looking at here is the fact that Sal and Itana have drawn their last six in Serie A Daniel. It's an incredible run.
1: Yeah, it is incredible, and some of those games that they drew, perhaps they didn't deserve uh to draw. They were saved by the great keeper, Memo Choa. What an addition in January, but the number says the Salernitana, if they do collect one more point in the last eight games, they would have qualified last year's tally when they were saved at the last minute of the last game, really. So, obviously, they need to be praised. They changed the manager. They always scored at home under Paulo Sosa. They seem to play a little bit better now, with a bit more freedom. And I think, look, the, the the Salernitana numbers tell really the story. They are the fourth, the third worst defense in Serie A. So they do concede a lot of goals. I mean, including those eight goals they concede against Atalanta earlier in the season. But they've scored more than Torino and one goal less than Fiorentina, who allegedly had got better strikers, better teams overall. So yes, they are a scoring side. And I think from now on, considering they're gonna be safe, they're gonna be absolutely. Fine. We could see more goals in their game. On the other side, there is Sassuolo, who are the entertainers. It is a a team that might um, enthuse you or frustrate you for the same reason because they are basically say every season is the same. Comes January, February, they are safe. You know, equally they play pretty much for nothing. They struggle to get to European spots they only did it once in, in 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 their history in Serie A so they basically pay for nothing but at the same time it can be very very dangerous especially when playing against teams that are playing for example in Europe and in fact this season they defeat Milan they defeat Roma exactly in, in the same fashion because they do uh, go like to go forward they go quick players and they still play a good brand of football now in the last 11 fixtures uh, in Serie A which we call it Girone di Retorno So basically, you know, uh, the second round of fixtures, they would be third in Serie A, two points behind Napoli and one point behind Lazio. Yes, they conceded 14 14 goals in 11 games, so it's still still a a big tally, but they they would have had the second best attack since... January with 19 goals scored. Now five of the last seven away games for Sassuolo have been both to score and over 2.5 goals, so they are not afraid of pushing forward even home and away and and and, and score goals. You know over 2.75 goals here for me is the is the pick minus one of five because I check on Beth Rivers, there was also the over 2.5 goals, but after all you know if he's over 2.5 it could well be over 2.75. Of course, if there are only three goals you win. Half your stake, but obviously you got a bigger return. So my, minus 105 over 2.75 goals.
0: Let's just recap those match prices for you. This is what happens when you put the running order together very late at night after a Champions League game. Sassuolo are the favourites at plus 128. The draw is plus 265. And Danielle is exactly right when it comes to the over and under here because over is minus 136. That's over two and a half goals. You play on the Asian Handicap goal line and 275. It's minus 105. So you're just squeezing a little more value out of the game. That is the selection for this Salonitana Sassuolo fixture. Let's move on to the Udanese Cremonese game. This is Sunday. Uh, again, we're looking at an afternoon kickoff for uh, local here, 9 a.m. Eastern. Udinese minus 143. Cremonese plus 410. Big price. The draw uh, plus 295 here. Um, Bet Rivers have closed the book on Cremonese being relegated. Um, <clears throat> but they are finally getting some wins, Daniele. Two on the spin. Their metrics, as we've said on a number of occasions this season, um, have deserved more. Have they changed anything recently? Or are they just getting a little bit of regression to the mean here? Or are they just getting what they deserve?
1: They are very able and capable of changing the tactics within the game. So Ballardini, who's by the way, is the master of salvation halfway through the season, is dying time and time again with various teams, most of the time Genoa, in Italy, is able to switch from a back three to a back five. Sometimes he makes attacking changes in the second half and they do produce a good effect. I didn't expect them to win against Empoli, but they did. They score early and actually they didn't suffer uh, too much at the end of the day. Look, I think in the relegation scrap, when it comes to the last seven, eight games, the difference is if you have got a goal scorer who can get into double figures, can score three or four goals in consecutive uh, fixtures. And I think between all the teams in the bottom four position, probably Cremonese, in terms of goal scoring power, is the best one. You know, Dessers is having a good season. They got Okereke, they got Sajud, even Afena Gian, you know, with a past in Roma. And they seem to be stronger uh, going forward. At the back, yes, they are leaky. They are the teams who face the most shots in Serie A, or maybe just second to Spezia. But they have an outstanding goalkeeper in carnesecchi Now, interestingly, if you look at Udinese and Cremonese, and look at the numbers, the match might be even more closer than what you think. Now, again, in the last 11 fixtures, so the Girone di Ritorno, they have the same points, 11, both Udinese and Cremonese, and they will be saved both, actually Cremonese scored one more goal than Udinese in the last 11 games, they proved to be hard to beat especially away, and let's not forget this is the side that had eliminated Roma and Napoli away from the Coppa Italia, they're going to play in the Coppa Italia semi-final next week against Fiorentina, Firenze they're not going to qualify for the final because they need to do uh, from 2 nil down but you know, still credit to them Seven away draws for Cremonese, eight home draws for Udinese. So not, uh, you know, um, the draw could be could be an opportunity really. But you also look at last thirteen Udinese home games have all been both to score. So they do consider home. Seven out of the last eight Cremonese away games have been both to score. So even if they've been have beaten sometimes heavily, they can still find the net. So I don't think Cremonese uh, are completely out of the relegation uh, fight, of course. They need point after point. I mean, they need to pick a point here and three points against Verona next week when they play them at home, and then they're back in contention. Any less than that, they're out. For me, if Cremonese loses this one, they're not going to lose it heavily. So I'm going to go for an Asian handicap, plus 0.75 for the visitors, which pays minus one oh seven. Now, if you're not familiar with the Asian handicap, that means if they win, you win. If they draw, you win. If they lose by only one goal in the game, you lose only half your That's the
0: way we're going to play it. And Udinese, incidentally, have scored in the opening 22 minutes of their last six home games, but they've only won one of them. So don't give up on this bet if Cremonese do go behind. Betting in play, of course, on the Bet Rivers app, and Udinese have only won three times when scoring first at home. They've had a curious season so far, haven't they? And it's interesting, as Daniele points out, last 11 games, seven out of points between these two. We like Cremonese to get some sort of positive result, but even if yes. they lose by one, you will get some return. Let's move on to the game... On Sunday again, this is a 3pm kickoff locally 9am Eastern. So same kickoff time as the Udinese-Cremonese fixture. It's Monza against Fiorentina. Monza plus 270, Fiorentina plus 104. The draw is plus 260 here. Uh, Fiorentina obviously playing in European action ahead of us recording this. Monza. Um, I took Daniele's advice last week and I backed both teams to score in the game between themselves and Inter. I could not quite believe what I was watching because they rode their luck. They did win, plus 700. Huge win at San Siro. If betters were on the right side of that, well done to you. But Inter had 25 attempts at goal, six on target, expected goals of 2.1. But unfortunately couldn't get the job done. And I, I guess the question here is, uh, are Monza going to have that luck again against Fiorentina, Daniele?
1: It is difficult to believe they're going to keep a clean sheet again because, yes, Monza ruined as are our bet, ruined Inter's evening as well. That's the story of Inter recently. You know They had more than 100 shots in five games and only scored two. But, uh, yes... Monza is not really, really tight at the back. Di-, Di Gregorio made some good saves as well on Lukaku in the game, but they were good at managing the, t- the game in terms of they were good where they were in possession. I think Pessina had a very good game at San Siro. They knew where to pounce. So they made the right changes, the attacking changes at the right time, and then they scored against Caldirola, who, by the way, scored against Inter also in the reverse fixtures. He's a former Inter player. You know. uh, but I think Monza have proven themselves very well against top teams they're going to be by the way this is a newly promoted side with a lot of experience of players in Serie A of course they're going to stay up next season maybe they're going to push for finishing the top eight they've been good against top teams they won away against Inter won away against uh, Juventus often scored against uh, top side it was the first win for them in the last five games and the first clean sheet since February, uh, the one collected at San Siro. So that's why I think it's unlikely they're going to keep a, a clean sheet against uh, Fiorentina. Also because the home form of Monza this season has been patchy. They already lost six games there. Sometimes even when they took the lead, they ended up uh, losing. On the other side, Fiorentina, 14 consecutive good results. Let's see what they do against Lech Poznan at home in the Conference League. They're going to go to a semi-final. And in midweek, they play uh, Cremonese to have a ticket for the Coppa Italia final. So, you know, the Fiorentina season, it's good so far. It, it is excellent, best than the last season. Against Atalanta on Monday, they could have won it in the end. They had even good chances to make it 2-1. The only problem I got with Fiorentina, we talked about it time and time again, they don't score enough for the amount of attacks corners shots they take into the game Uh, top goal scorer in Serie A is Cabral with seven goals I think if anything is the only one who's going to finish in double figures is not good enough for a side that's got strength in depth if you look at the likes of Ikone Jovic although he's injured uh, Barak uh, Brecalo uh, Bonaventura Saponara these are all attacking uh, players they should really score uh, more Fiorentina won the last seven away games, and I think the one that is the most underrated of all, it was when they beat Braga. Braga is a very good side, and in Conference League, they, you know, they destroyed them home and away. So careful with Fiorentina. Uh, Yes, of course, in April, they're going to play nine games, the same as Inter and Juve, because the two cups... But I think uh, you know they can go to the Brianteo and score a goal. Same can do Monza. Fiorentina again, um, they, they have a tendency of, of 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 conceding chances. I'm gonna go for both to score here. Uh, minus one to five uh, is the price on BetRivers.
0: Yeah, seven away wins on the spin for Fiorentina. They've scored twenty in that run, uh, and Monza have been good against the rank and file at home. Uh, seven of their 11 games against non-top six sides have ended both teams to score. Yes, so we're looking for goals from both of these two in that Sunday game. And finally, move on to uh, Milan against Lecce. This is uh, Sunday, 6pm local. It's midday. Eastern, uh, Milan minus 195. Lecce plus 650 draw, plus 310. Over and unders here, over two and a half goals, minus one and four, under two and a half goals. Is minus 132. Um, Not really talked about uh, Milan in terms of their performance against Napoli in the away game at the Maradona. Uh, Daniele, your thoughts on that first. I-, I thought they played pretty similar as they did in the first leg. They looked to counter. They soaked up a bit of pressure. Mike Manuel made some really good stops. But they, they did a bit of a job on Napoli, didn't they? Again, even though it was
1: 1-1 in the end. They defended be- without being extremely defensive and parking the bus both uh, home and away, understood how to break Napoli down with those quick counter-attacks and uh, those transitions, and they did it uh, home and away with uh, Rafael Leao. And yes, they did the job on some Napoli key players, especially Cravacellia. Calabria was magnificent against the Georgian. He kind of cracked the code a little bit. He always uh, allowed Cravacellia to come inside on his right foot. And then uh, there was Krunic and Benazer, uh, doubling up, doubling up. And, you know, uh, Cravacelli really ran down a blind alleyway, if you like. So, yes, Milan were magnificent. The likes of Chiair, Tomori, defended really, really well. And of course, if you go Magnan, who, by the way, at the moment, I think he's the best keeper in the world, in contention with Thibaut Courtois. But Magnan gets more tested, so maybe we we see more highlight clips from him rather than Courtois. But I think at the moment he's really, at least in the top two of the world, you always have a chance to, to progress in knockout football.
0: What is their mentality going to be like here? Because that's going to be such a huge high for the squad, for the manager for the club through to a Champions League semi-final is their mentality going to be right against what on paper seems like a fairly straightforward home game against Lecce what do you think the mood is going to be like is it going to be buoyant are they going to try and, um, you know keep going I mean obviously I'll going to try but we saw them make a lot of changes the previous week against uh Bologna you suggested to, to uh, you know back to get with Bologna last weekend which was absolutely right it's going to be different here because they're still battling for top four aren't they
1: And it's crucial to finish in the top four for a side that has only won one of the last five Serie A games. Pioli's turnover paid off because the changes he made against Empoli and against Bologna when he didn't win both games allowed the team to be a little bit fresh, certainly fresher uh, than Napoli. Uh, But yeah, they need to start winning games because unfortunately the conundrum is that one of the two Milanese teams can finish in the Champions League final but they might not play Champions League football next season. At the moment, Milan are fourth, Inter are uh, fifth. If Juve gets the points back, they're going to be both out of the Champions League. I know it seems illogical, but in in today's world, in today's football, it's much better to finish in the top four than uh, reach the Champions League final and not winning it, obviously. And there are You know, millions of variables in a Champions League finals against either Man City or Real Madrid. But Milan needs to start winning this one. Now, they got the advantage that they don't play midweek next week. So they got a couple of weeks to uh, rack up the points and make sure uh, they don't go finish outside of the top four last six million home matches have been all under 2.5 goals and Milan have won four of them the fact that Magnani is back obviously has helped them and that's why I tipped them to win this one uh, but without a High score, I mean, scoring too many goals. But having said that, Milan win and under 3.5 goals plus 100 doubles your uh, money. So a Milan win 2 1, for example, would be good. Even a Mil- Milan win 3 nil, which I think is unlikely, would be good enough for you to win against a poor Lecce at the moment.
0: I was going to say a quick word on Lecce. They're plus 500 to be relegated. They will probably stay up there five points above the bottom three. Valuable point at home to Sam, but I guess. You should be looking to win games against Sampdoria at the moment. And they've lost their previous six. This is this all points to be in a good game for Milan. Do you see anything from Lecce this weekend?
1: they tend to be good against top teams at the beginning of the season if you remember where they could just sit back and defend soak up a lot of pressure and hit them on the counter-attack the last victory was a Bergamo against Atalanta in this fashion and we said in the previous part of the season they always score against top side they did against Inter uh, they did against Milan of course in the reverse fix we finished 2-2 but they seem to have lost a little bit of spark and they seem to me that they've done all the job early and now they're sleepwalking into uh, the relegation only 8 points in the last 11 and the difference is they don't have a great goal scorer up there, Uh, Colombo Banda, Cisei. Their contribution are too sporadic. Even Strafezza, who had a very good early season, now is not providing the same assist or the same help. Actually, he didn't assist on last weekend, but he was the first one since ages. They didn't. They didn't score less in six of the last eight away games against Milan defense, who's so good, so solid. I mean, and the goalkeeper. Yes, I mean, he had to talk about goalkeepers as well. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna be able to put one past Manian. They're gonna lose. Milan win. And under 3.5 goals, plus 100.
0: Plus 100. Double your money. That's the selection for the Milan Lecce game. Milan to win under 3.5 goals. The other picks, both teams to score, yes, in the Monza Fiorentina game again on Sunday. Same kickoff time, at 9 a.m. Eastern for the Udinese Cremonese game. We like Cremonese on the Asian handicap there, plus 75 on the Asian handicap at minus 107. And we go over 2.75 goals in the game between San and Nitana. And Sassuolo, that's the game on Saturday as well. Um, Let's uh, just remind everyone about the situation with Juventus because uh, when we spoke last week, we thought we might have some sort of news on whether their points deduction... Was going to remain or whether it was going to change when I suggested it might be next week. You said, yes, it might be. But you know what? Italian football and Italian football uh, federations are like, we still haven't got a decision. I was looking at one or two headlines, Daniele, and they were suggesting that, that you were fairly hopeful of getting some of the points back. But at the minute, there is no decision. What's the latest?
1: The latest is that the prosecutor himself asked the court, the federal court, to go back, revisit uh, their decision, or at least uh, provide. Extra motivations because he finds out that uh, the penalization, the points deduction, was not supported by enough motivation. Now, uh, have you got the green law? I don't. <laughs> no, too, but, no. uh, so, so let's not go into technicalities because you really, you really need one to understand one. But there are three possible ways now uh, that this can gonna go. The court of uh, f- the, the federal court confirms the minus fifteen or accept the suggestion from the prosecutor and provide extra motivation, hence probably the points deduction gets reduced, or uh, decides not to decide and pass everyone to another uh, court, which it could take weeks and weeks. Obviously, every single decision is appealable, so Juventus then have 30 days to appeal. We might go up Until the mid August, without having a decision, but I feel they might want to get something done pretty quick. Having said that, Juventus play Napoli on Sunday after playing Sporting Lisbon on Thursday, the day we are recording this video. It's going to be an interesting game. Juventus are at home and beaten in nine games. Napoli, they need to wrap up the title. They seem to me laggy. They seem to me uh, tired. Uh, what kind of motivation have they got going into the games? We'll see. But uh, despite them crashing out of the Champions League, I think nothing can undermine the magnificent season they had and the experience they collected this season in Serie A and Champions League will come very handy next season uh, if they can keep the same squad together.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and just before <laughs> we, we wrap things up on Napoli, because we've not really talked about them, defeat in the quarterfinal of a Champions League to Milan or to any team, he's not going to throw any sort of shade on that no. season because it's such a spectacular campaign to win the Scudetto for what should be a third time. Look, that they're, they're they are not—they are going to win the title. They're 14 points, there's eight games, and they will win the title. I guess from a better's point of view is that how will they take those next eight games? Will we see them find that swashbuckling form from earlier this season, they start to rack up the goals, or will it be one of those... Final six or seven games where they win a couple, lose a couple, draw a couple, and they're not necessarily stumble over the line. But from a betting point of view, it might just be worth sort of getting against them on the Asian handicaps when you see teams with a goal and a half start or two goal start or something like that. What's your view on how they will finish the season, Danielle
1: They do seem tired. That's the thing. Against Verona, in the last 30 minutes, when they put all the big guns on Cravacelli, Osimen, Lobotka, Zielinski, they only produced one dangerous shot on goal that was hit hitting the bar. Against Milan, they didn't really seize them, you know? Yes, they had the penalty shot in the first half, missed the penalty in the second half and the goal, but really, Magnan was much busier in the first leg. I think... Uh, They are a bit like, I don't want to say they've been found out, but they started so well and now they're coming down. I think actually they picked when they beat Juventus in January 5-1 and after that they managed game more than sweeping uh, oppositions aside. Look, from a Napoli point of view, I think they want to win it as early as possible so they can celebrate a little bit more. But uh, they got some difficult games, I think, on the way. And uh, yeah, I, t- I take your point. I think I would go often for uh, maybe an Asian handicap plus one against them. probably not in this case against Juventus because he doesn't pay uh, well enough. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure they are going to be loads and loads of goals in these uh, Napoli games. So yeah, if I have to lean for something on a Juventus-Napoli, probably under one goal in the first half considering Juventus have not been in great form either. But uh, yes, I mean, obviously it's a question of when rather than if Napoli wins the title. Uh, but my expectation is they're going to finish way below 90 points, maybe 85, 86
0: yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Certainly, the title may well be won, but from a betting point of view, there is always an angle. Danielli, thanks for your company. As per usual, that wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie a edition. We are back ahead of week thirty-two, and you can stay across all of the Bet Rivers podcasts at Because We Win. Bye for now.
1: See you later. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.